it came with great sadness that we came to this crossroads, but we had no choice. We are the victims here. We are being victimized by a very greedy entity. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly, how far apart we are on so many things, how they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. They stand on the wrong side of history at this very moment. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, AI. This is a moment of history that is a moment of truth. If we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in trouble. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines and big business. Who cares more about Wall Street than you and your family? You cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change too. We're not going to keep doing incremental changes on a contract that no longer honors what is happening right now with this business model that was foisted upon us. What are we doing? Moving around furniture on the Titanic? It's crazy. So the jig is up, AMPTP. We stand tall. You have to wake up and smell the coffee. We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect and to be honored for our contribution. You share the wealth because you cannot exist without us. Thank you. Jacob to America is presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on the wide Like we always do about this time. Boom. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 324 of the Art Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host in the place to be, Mr. Jacob Pete, and sitting right across from me on this lovely 
Sunday afternoon is the Brown Recluse Mr. Art Show. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions, what the fuck is going on? Guys, go to capemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got coffee beans. They got hibiscus tea. They got cow butter. They got everything your heart desires. Use promo code AMERICA at checkout to receive 15% off your total purchase price. Uh... Then when you buy it, take a picture of yourself drinking the tea, drinking the coffee, the nitro cold brews. Uh, tag us, tag them. We appreciate it. They appreciate it. And speaking of sponsors, guys, I need everyone to head over to SucreApparel.com, one of the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So uh, check out the store. Check out everything that she has crafted and designed with her own two hands. Uh, put it in your cart. Uh, but before you hit checkout, guys, I need everyone to enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But Art, we're not here to talk about how hard Nicole Smith-Bosch works on her items that she crafts for SucreApparel.com or the delicious caveman coffee that is getting me by <laughs> this week. Uh, Art, what are we here to talk about today? We're here to talk about the uh, 2023 writers slash actors strike is that I, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the way to to uh to phrase it to phrase it because i was gonna say the writer strike but really it's the writers and actors now so mm-hmm. writers and actors strike of 2023 it was, it was weird trying to do research this week because like i didn't know what to input <laughs> like when like looking at it so like i would put the writer strike and it would just talk about the writers and then if i put the sag strike it would just talk about the actors or whatever but yeah. one one podcast they did put Hollywood on strike 2023 and I was like, "Oh, okay, we can do that. We could we could label it the the great Hollywood strike of 2023." Oh yeah, that's a good one. There you go. Marketing the gr- baby. The great Hollywood strike. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, there you go. The battle, the real battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you pitched this topic. What what, what made you want to pitch this topic? Uh, well, like I was telling you, um, before we started recording this podcast, it, it is, I do think as Americans, we value entertainment a lot. You know, listen to our Patreon. We spent like half of that Patreon talking about music and record stores and whatnot. Uh, some of those Patreons, we talk about movies that we've seen, what we felt about those and whatnot. And sometimes when we get in a pinch, you know, we give you episodes such as <laughs> our top 10 Marvel movies, top 10 comedians and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So as a culture, Americans, we really value entertainment. And uh, for this strike that's going on right now, um, it's the writers and the actors that are striking for just basic, you know, human rights, pretty much uh, human decency, if you will. You know, Uh, you know, most of us, you know, in our 30s, we have big boy jobs and big girl jobs and whatnot. You know, you get health insurance from your employer. You get you know, paid time off, you know, I just had a baby, you know, so I had a couple of weeks off for that. Um, and that, those, those incentives for working at these places, uh, didn't just come out of the goodness of our employers' heart. Like, no, there was a whole labor movement that happened, which, you know, demanded like, Hey, you only, we are only here for eight hours. We're not here to be, you know, working for, you know, 15 hours a day, get paid $5, you know, an hour to do a very hard job, which is going to, you know, cause trouble for our health and whatnot. And so, I mean, you have all of that that happened, you know, in previous generations, and you still have in 2023 times people who 
work in Hollywood, give us all this great entertainment that provides us with our current culture, and they don't even have health insurance because they're getting nickeled and dimed out of it. And I think that's a good talking point because we're coming out of COVID and you see industries like the railroad industry, you know, they recently went on strike, you know, just for simple days off, simple sick days off. You yeah. Know? You don't want to have sick individuals working, you know, working the rail system, um, you know, certain, you know, health and uh, safety precautions uh, need to be implemented as well. Like you had like that, um, uh, in Ohio, that train wreck that happened because yeah, yeah. because you know certain um, safety precautions were being overlooked or rolled back because it was cheaper to put cheaper parts on the train, you know, which should not have happened, you know, if you know they were held to a higher standard or whatever, right? Um, and I think it's important, you know, that we talk about this because it's more entertaining to talk about you know writers and actors than it is you know UPS workers who are also getting ready to strike and you know farm you know laborers and whatnot because I think however this ends up playing out will be reflected will be a benchmark for how those other industries play out you know later on in the coming years. Yeah, how did everything? Because this something similar to this happened in two thousand eight, I think, where the, there was only the writers had a strike. I actually didn't look into the outcome of that, but uh-huh. I assume that they got what they wanted on that. Pre- pretty much. I mean, I did light research on that, um, but pretty much what happened it was just the writers who were going on strike. Uh-huh. You know, they were fighting for you know, you know, their fair amount of re- um, residuals and whatnot. And you got to think about it. Two thousand seven. This is a time frame where most of us are still. We still have a a basic cable subscription. You yeah, know, yeah. I think Netflix was still sending out CDs or yeah. DVDs in the mail and yeah. shit. So, like, you know, it wasn't a world that was uh, concerned with uh, streaming and getting paid that way. But basically, it was all to do with you know how you get paid if your show, you know, that you write on. Uh, you know, goes into syndication, you know, what kind of kickbacks do you get from that? And um, it -hmm. did, you know, affect like late night TV, which, you know, you have to have writers on every single day. Mm -hmm. And I think like Conan O'Brien played like weird games on there because he's a former writer. He used to write for the Simpsons and whatnot, right? Uh, So they would go on there and play like games, like, you know, flip the coin or some shit like that. But he made it, you know, funny and whatnot. Uh, But it played out and, you know, we forgot about it. And I guess there was another uh, potential strike that was supposed to happen in 2020. Uh, but during COVID, you know, that kind of shut everything down. And everything kicked it down to 2023 because I believe the writer's contracts are up every three years. So they have to renegotiate with a union every three years. And mm-hmm. so now coming out of COVID, you know, now that everything, you know, productions are back and, you know, we have to worry about, you know, how we're getting paid now with and then also having to fight with inflation, there's a lot of things on the table that they are trying to resolve. Yeah. that I mean, they've become a pretty uh, strong union. I mean, anytime you get, like, Matt Damon, like, I know that the big thing that happened recently was the cast of uh, Oppenheimer walked out during the movie premiere. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get that during, like, field workers, you know, union, doing something like that. You don't have, get the publicity of, of uh of an Oppenheimer movie premiere type yeah. of thing. So, um I do I I agree with you that I mean it's important to talk about it's still like a human, but I don't think that, you know, what happens with these guys is going to affect what happens with like the UPS strike. Like I think we'll we'll talk about the UPS strike, but we don't we're not 
no one's going to care about it as much as they're caring about this. Correct. And, um, I mean, that's the unfortunate part of like, of, of like, you know, I'm sure some celebrity will talk about it, but having the actors uh, like on the red carpet, just be like, we're walking out on this. Cause like, we're yeah. all, you know, that's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a publicity stunt, but it's a publicity stunt. Like it's, it's, and it's a, it's a strong message to send to, uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, the, Disney pluses and the Netflix and all those that, you know, they're not going to, you know, just take this sitting down because one of the things that is really important is, and you know what? I wish I would have done more research as opposed, you know, to the, um, to what it was like before 2008 and, and like the cable streaming services, because a lot of times people talk about how the pay has, you know, extremely decreased from the revenue that they're getting from, from broadcast and cable you yeah, know, television from from you know the i guess like the clicks that they would get from a rewatch of orange is the new black or something like that Correct. which is not the hot show now maybe you know 15 years ago it was the hot show but that show's been out for you know over 15 years now so um you know now the rewatch value of it netflix is either not paying what it should be paying because they also don't release the numbers of or viewership, and that is one of the things that they were fighting for. And that I I do agree. I'm su- I was honestly surprised that they don't release those numbers. Mm-hmm. That seems like it would be a no brainer that they would want to release those numbers. I think the only um and mind you um HBO has gone more towards the dark side, but HBO does release those. And I think because HBO still has like a foot in the old school model of, you know, cable television. One of my favorite shows, which I get to watch tonight, their, you know, season finales tonight is The Righteous Gemstones. Uh, It recently got renewed for season four. And last week I saw like a tweet on Twitter, which is now X miraculously overnight. (laughs) Now it's X. Um, Saying that like, hey, you know, last week's episode, you know, garnered like 4.6 million viewers. You know, that includes like streamers and, you know, whoever watches it, you know, on old school cable or whatever. Right. And they do it. But you're absolutely right. Netflix doesn't. Peacock doesn't. Disney Plus, I think I saw something like like light numbers, like over a million uh, views for, you know, whatever Marvel movie, you know, premiered uh, a few weeks ago or whatnot. Right. But now no specific numbers. And what that does is, is it makes it hard for a showrunner or a writer or an actor to negotiate like, hey, my show is being watched 10 million times this month, but you're only paying me four cents in residuals. As opposed to if it was on terrestrial ta- uh, television, like, you know, at seven o'clock, you know, everybody loves Raymond comes on before like primetime television comes on, which yeah. is uh, a rerun in syndication. Uh, but Ray Romano still is going to get like money off of that. The people who wrote on that television show, they're still going to get money on that. And why that's really important, not only because that's your work, that's something that you created and helped put on television or whatnot. And then the, the networks repackage it and sold it to, you know, TV affiliates, you know, here and overseas. But it it's important because it's not like me or you who every single day have to wake up and go to a nine to five every day. And that job is consistent. That writer's job, maybe last 10 weeks, maybe last 22 weeks, maybe last, you know, a couple of days. Mm -hmm. But then in between what floats them in between, you know, those gigs is the residual payments, which went from very lucrative, you know, one writer for, I believe it's like CSI said that, hey, you know, my show would sell in syndication and 
bumfuck Ohio, you know, and I would get a $75,000 residual payment, which would last me, you know, pretty much the whole year. I could just kick back and, you know, go to Ikea on a Tuesday afternoon and not have to worry about how my rent's being paid. Now with Netflix's new model, I may get a four cent residual check. I wonder if that has to do with what show did you say that was? Oh, I just made up one like CSI. Okay, so like, let's just say it is CSI, right? Like, who? How many people are like clicking on CSI on? Let's just say it, like a lot what, of old people. <laughs> but versus like what it's like, it's coming on whether you want it or not. Mm. Like it's it's gonna be there. Like to me, it's like yeah, that 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 makes sense. Like the money is obviously not gonna be as high but it's probably shouldn't be as low as it is so i don't know i'm not trying to argue for like the but when i heard that i was like well that kind of makes sense that you're not going to make as much money because it's not 100 percent. it's on your tv like fox already paid for this mm-hmm. you know they're gonna put matlock on like whether you <laughs> like it or not at noon matlock is coming appointment on. television yeah. yeah and like now it's like if matlock was just on netflix or whatever the likelihood of people going on Netflix being like, oh, let me check out Matlock is much, much smaller. So reducing the viewership by a lot. So I could see how the, the pay number would go down because now you're getting paid for the clicks. Kind of like a streaming, like music streaming service does something very similar to, yep. to musical artists. It's like much lower financial thing. Like, so um, I could see how it, it would, you know, drastically reduce the numbers. I, I don't know, you know, by how much. And I don't think the problem with that is that you can't see how much because they're, they're not releasing the viewership numbers. Only and, they and, know. Yeah. yeah, and that to me is is the biggest thing that they, you know, they are arguing for that. I'm not saying they're not arguing for that. And Netflix kind of started the standard of that, right? So Netflix is pretty much the, you know, the godfather of all this, like, streaming, you know, thing that you're seeing with, like, your Peacocks, your Paramount Pluses, your Disney Pluses or whatever, right? And all of those streaming services operate, according to them, at a loss right now because yeah. it's pretty much the future. You know, it's going, you know, terrestrial TV is going the way of like CDs and DVDs. You know, yeah. hardly anyone ever buys those unless you're Jacob Pixon and just want to yeah. be old school about it or whatever. But for the most part, we all have subscriptions to a Netflix or a Disney Plus or, you know, an Apple Music or whatever, right? Yeah. Like streaming is the way because it is more convenient. But the problem with that is, is that with a Netflix, right, not only do they not release their numbers, but the way they negotiate how people are paid is drastically different as well. So let's go back to the old school TV model, right? You know, you shoot a show, let's say, like The Office, right? One Mm -hmm. of the biggest shows of all time, right? You shoot the show, it makes all the money, you know, on appointment TVs every every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Correct. And you sit there and you watch it every single week or whatever, right? But after a certain amount of episodes, they're allowed to sell the rights to the office to, you know, uh, a local station in, you know, Kansas. Hey, you can play this at 6 p.m. on your local uh, television network or, you know, the Philippines, you know, on your local network or whatever before Matlock's supposed to come on or whatever. And, you know, every time that pays... The people who write on that show get paid. The people that act on that show get paid a little bit. And again, like that's how that worked. Fast forward to how Netflix does it is, is they negotiate directly with whoever owns the office, right? Which yeah. is Universal Studios, um, NBC Universal. They pay a certain amount 
to license that onto Netflix, which let's say like is a million dollars. Well, that million dollars is up to Netflix, how they're going to, you know, or, you know, uh, NBC Universal, how they're going to distribute those funds. That can all be absorbed into the company to pay for the theme park or to pay for the new Fast and Furious uh, <laughs> movie or whatnot. Yeah. Or they'll kick back just to, you know, qual, you know, a writer's union or an actor's union a tiny bit of residual, which one of the actors, the guy that played um, Pam Beasley's um, first um, boyfriend on The Office, I forget his name. Roy. Roy, yeah, the guy that played Roy, uh-huh. he was talking about this. He goes, he goes, an actor like me, when The Office plays, you know, in syndication, I'll get a seventy-five thousand dollar check for mm-hmm. the whole year or whatever, right? Or every quarter. That same show, which on Netflix, which moved on to Peacock, which is Universal streaming platform or whatever, The Office was being streamed something crazy ridiculous, like a hundred million times. Right, it's mm-hmm. kind of the opposite of Matlock. Right, it was being watched more than it was on regular television. Whether it plays one time or a hundred million times, the Roy is not getting paid any more or any less. And I think he got something ridiculous, like a seven cent residual check for his work on The Office, even though his story arc was a very important piece to that show. So. To me, like that's uh, one thing that they're fighting for with this strike. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. I think definitely having transparency and being able to see the numbers—that's a big thing because anybody could tell you, you know, you're worth this much because you're only producing this much. Well, it's like, well, can I see how much I'm producing without seeing that? That's kind of like you shady. Know, yeah, that is really shady. Like that's literally the definition of shady. Like the other thing that I think that they make a really good point about the writers make a good point about is um, reducing the number of episodes. Mm-hmm. I just got done watching the Secret Invasion show on Disney+, Plus, which, by the way, it's awful. Like it ends in, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, but it... I got three episodes in, and I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of... This sucks. So, so I, I think it stays... It's a pretty mediocre show until, like, the last, like, two episodes. And then, like, the last two episodes, especially the very last episode, really, like, stinks it up. Mm. Where it's like... that. It was borderline goofy. But anyways, and that's another thing, like... Hey, if if the writers get this, and I hope that they do, I hope that they like step up their game because that's like really bad writing. But it was a six episode story arc, and mm. and so by doing a six episode story arc in like these special mini series and all this stuff, it reduces the amount of pay that they're able to pay these writers. That you know before we were anticipating if a TV series was coming out. It was maybe 12 to 16 episodes. Or for, 22 episodes. Yeah. It was like, you know, the old school format of having a longer season. And then now we're having six episode story arcs where it's like, are you serious? Like, this is really bad. And then next season will come out and it'll be like another six episodes. And it's mm-hmm. like, you pay your writers less. The viewership stays up. Like, because it's not about, it's it's not so much about having the the full season but it's about having that other, the the next you know notch on your belt basically of having hey secret invasions on disney plus subscribe to ours to uh disney plus for this and it's like but it's the quality's not there and it's and the quantity's also not there correct and then another thing too is is that they're also fighting for is is that reduce it that helps reduce pay if you're working on less episodes yeah there's less work 
which when you're a part of the Writers Actors Guild, you have to earn, I think it's $26,000 a year to be able to qualify for health insurance. If you're reducing the numbers of hours worked, right? Let's say, again, you're nine to five. They reduce the number of hours that you work. Like, like let's say like when we worked at Target in college or whatever, right? So that way they can avoid paying for your health insurance. Yeah. That's also shady as well. And then what they are also doing is, and I thought this was fucking borderline evil, whereas, like, if you had, like, a regular show, like, let's just say The Office again, right? There's this thing called The Writer's Room. That's a real thing uh-huh. where it would carry on, you know, before, you know, the season starts, as the season is going, and then afterwards, you know, kind of punch up things and whatnot, right? So what they're doing is is they're reducing the time spent in the writer's room so you get, I guess, a shittier product, which reflects badly upon you and your work, as well as they're reducing the number of people in there, which also sucks too. So you're you're asked to do more work with less, but expected to write, you know, a blockbuster hit every time out. Another thing that sucks about that is is now that everything's being sold to streaming services, is that Netflix will buy the rights to it or maybe entertain buying the rights to something, sit on it for two or three years. Meanwhile, in the middle of that two or three years, as a writer, or let's bring the actors back in it, you're also looking for other work as well. Mm-hmm. And they're making them sign contracts which says, if we pick this up, whatever you're doing, you have to come back to us immediately for, <laughs> for shekels. Mm-hmm. or we'll fucking sue you kind of thing. And I was like, dude, that's fucked up. Let's say that you're working at Target or whatever, right? They reduced your hours to one day a week, which, you know, you can't buy shit with a four-hour shift one day a week. So you go out and you find another job that's going to pay you more, give you health insurance and whatnot. Target makes you sign something, bef- you know, just so you can have employment that says, like, whenever we need you, you know, for Christmas time, you have to quit your other job and come to us. That's fucking evil shit as well. Yeah, no, I I could I could see that. I could see how, you know, I'm honestly surprised by how evil like those corporations are. Mm-hmm. Like they are finding the shadiest things that they can do to to try to squeeze squeeze the most out of them. Even in the contract negotiations, one of the tactics that they're trying to do is, you know, extend this longer and longer. They were already talking about extending this out to October. Mm-hmm. And realistically, I mean, these guys are not going, not working, basically. So yeah. it's like how and this long. started in March. Yeah, yeah and it's like you. it's a big thing of how long can they go without pay before they have to, you know, meet halfway, which is one of the worst terms. I've always hated that term of, like, meeting halfway because there's – that works great in, like, a relationship or, like, a boyfriend-girlfriend <laughs> relationship. But corporations should not get the same rights as as individuals do, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're trying to do. And I know that they do, but I that's corporations just have too much power, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And that's what we're trying to trying to like balance the scales of the power. And it's like it's impossible to do when we're trying to meet them halfway on like these outrageous demands of lowering their wages, getting like. By a by, like an unworkable place, and then a lot of these writers live in L.A. L.A. is not a cheap place to live. Bye. New York is the other one where there's a lot of writers. Two of the most expensive cities to live in, and you're kind of making them like live in poverty. Yeah, a lot of those writers. I was listening to something on my way over here about a writer who was working on the show Orange Is the New Black. Mm-hmm. It's a show I've never watched, but it is. I know it's really popular on Netflix, or at least it was popular on Netflix, and um. 
I guess that writer was not only just working for that show, but also like Ubering on the side. And it's like, that's a fucking shitty thing. Imagine if your Uber driver pulls up and it's like, oh, yeah, I also write for Orange is the New Black. Like, that's <laughs> that's crazy, dude. Like You're taking an Uber and you're like, dude, that, that last se- did you watch the last season of Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, man, that shit was shit. You're like, hey, yeah, dude, I helped write on I, that. I wrote on that, dude. <laughs> I, I wrote. Sorry, dude, they're stressing me out. And then, it, you know, it kind of makes you think, like, maybe they were like, fuck this. Like, mm-hmm. why, why am I going to work harder to, like, I already got, you're going to watch it. Like you're already going to watch it. So it's like, why should I put a higher quality product out? Like, yeah. Why should I Yeah, even bust my butt harder working at target when you're going to pay me the same amount anyways? Yeah. Game of Thrones is a great example of that. Cause Game of Thrones is one of the first like big victims of that season one of Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm going to just ballpark and say that it had like 12 episodes or to, to like 15 episodes, 10, 10 episodes. Yeah. The last season of Game of Thrones, I think, had eight episodes. Six. Six episodes. Okay, yeah. So that that's the issue. It's like you have your like your crescendo end moments. Like let's cut it all down. And one of the episodes was just the battle for like the whole time. And then one episode was just them talking the whole time. So really, you were down to like what is that? Uh, my math is really bad. Four episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really just four episodes in the last season of like actual storytelling. It was a really bad thing, but everybody watched it. And a lot of that probably had to do with like the writers not being able to have enough episodes. If enough episodes to tell the story, the, I don't know if that was just, and that HBO. was an HBO decision. Yeah. yeah that was an HBO, HBO trimmed it down to like the shortest thing ever. Even the, this new one, the, the house of dragons, like the pacing was all weird. Like they had like, I don't know if they had to fulfill this many episodes, but they only had this many episodes. It was all weird. There were all these like time jumps. It was all like, jumbled up and the thing is is like you got to look at this like a writer like that is your profession you got to make you got to think that like these people like they know how to tell a story or whatever right but the corporate i'm not hate to sound like this but you have a corporate overlord telling you how to do it who's never written anything never done anything their whole life you look at like all of these heads of the studios they've never created a single thing in their whole life they were appointed by a board that is controlled by a corporate entity right so they're just they're just figureheads that are trying to increase the stock price for their business and these things like you know a game of thrones is just a vehicle to help increase the stock price as opposed to creating amazing art and i think that's what sucks too and it kind of reminds me and i'm gonna go back to last week remember we were talking about malaysian flight you know mh3 whatever and i was telling you how i was watching this other documentary about uh, the company Boeing, how it had all these like flight accidents, right? Yeah. And it was weird. Like there was a whole congressional thing that went on. They're like, "What? F- what happened here? Like Boeing is supposed to be like the standard of like aviation. Like what the fuck is? Why are there so many crashes with Boeing planes?" And when they dug deeper, it's happened when um, they merged with another company called McDoug- McDonnell Douglas. Now, before the merger, Boeing was. You know, it didn't matter how much it cost. It didn't matter, you know, about anything else other than the safety and everybody, every worker, whether you were the janitor or you were the assistant manager to the CEO, like everyone had an equal say. If you felt that 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 piece or that that piece of engineering was unsafe or it didn't work for whatever reason, your voice was heard and it was validated and they rolled with it no matter the cost, whatever, because their priority was safety. But once they merged with McDonnell Douglas, which was more of a corporate entity who was more concerned about, you know, making 
uh, more money for their stock, their shareholders, the quality went down rapidly. They were finding like wrenches, like, you know, in, in places that were just left, like in the cockpit and whatnot, which created like, you know, all sorts of problems, like electrical fires were more yeah. of a thing and whatnot. Right. So the quality went down. Fast forward to what we're talking about this week. You're seeing the same thing. Uh, another good example to piggyback on what you were saying about the, the writer for the Orange is the New Black. There's a show that we talked about, you know, on our Patreon a couple weeks ago called The Bear on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, one of their writers, an Alex O'Keefe, uh, he, his team won the uh, Writers Guild of America Award for writing on a comedy or whatever, right? Yeah. He went to that award ceremony with a negative bank balance and had to put the bow tie that he was wearing on credit to be able to show up for this award ceremony. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. You're writing... And the bear is like not like just some yeah. hidden show like on Hulu or whatever. Like that is like a huge show that is going on yeah. right now. And you mean to tell me the main writers on there are like have less money in their bank account than I do? Like that's to me that's that's not right. And then what makes that not right also is it would be one thing if the whole streaming model was unsustainable, right? You know, like I said earlier, I think um, all of these platforms are currently operating at a loss. The only one not operating on a loss is Netflix, who barely started turning around a profit. The problem with everything that's going on right now is that all of those streaming uh, services are owned by corporate entities. Disney Plus, obviously owned by Disney. Hulu, another thing owned by Disney. Peacock, owned by NBC Universal and whatnot, right? And those heads of those companies are getting sometimes $450 million bonuses, which have to be approved by shareholders and the board to begin with. So, and I thought this was fascinating as well, the actors and the writers, for what they are asking for, those heads of those companies, those corporations, if they took only a 2% pay cut from those bonuses, not even their salary, their bonuses, they would be able to fulfill and sustain every single writer in Hollywood and actor. And we're not talking about Brad Pitt here, like, you know, even background actors or whatever. Yeah. 2% pay cut, and they would be able to fulfill everything that SAG and WAG are asking for. Yeah. Oh, man. That's one of those big things that, um, you know, you the, the, uh, the profit of these companies is ridiculously high. Like I think Bob Iger mm-hmm. recently signed a new contract to stay with Disney f- until 2026. And it was like this massive contract. <laughs> like, yeah. and they're granted, a, they are be killing a billi- it. He'll be a billionaire by the time he leaves Disney. Yeah. yeah. And like, granted, like they are killing it. Like the numbers show like that. Technically people are boating with their dollar by, subscriptions are up viewership is up and but they're really just writing the coattails of like one or two tv shows like it's like the mandalorian and like yeah. something and everything else is like secret invasion which is like really bad and mm-hmm. like uh, you know all the marvel shows that they put out that are just kind of like recycled okay. whatever yeah. mediocre tv shows but it's like here's a product you're gonna buy it whether you like it or not and I do think that's, you know, I mean, that's a different story altogether, but I, I just heard that, like, they're going to create a, Met- a Mattel, you know, they, they just did the Barbie movie. They're going to create, like, a Mattel land. cinematic universe. No, no, there's the land, but they're also doing a cinematic universe. <sighs> and it's just, like, because of the success of Barbie. And it's, like, like that, to me, is, like, that was, like, a failure in, in like, 
what I think people wanted. Like one, it was like the Barbie movie was okay. It's like a B minus movie at best, you know, but like for the most part, like, you know, the, the spectacle that it was turn, you know, they, all they saw was like, people want more of this. So let's give them more of this till it turns into like some wash down thing where we're watching like secret invasion or like, you know, like, and, and, and we, I think we both love the, the Marvel cinematic universe, but it's turned into like this wash down thing. Where it's it's like, becoming more of a chore to get yeah, to enjoy. And, yeah. And corporate entities like just do that. And that they're doing that with the streaming services now where they're just, you know, the quality is really bad. These guys are underpaid. They're mm. just pumping out whatever. To- and that's the thing too. It's like they, and I'll give the devil his due. They know how to turn a profit, especially coming out of COVID. And Fran Dresser has like that famous speech where she says like they can't pay, they can't claim poverty and, you know, give all these bonuses to these CEOs and execs or whatever, right? They can't play both games or whatever, right? But out of COVID, yes, you know, there was, you know, a lot of, you know, production was down, you know, they have to make all their money back. But they did this trick, kind of like the oil companies, where they're like saying, like, well, we lost the money, a lot of money, so we have to raise, you know, our prices. We have to, you know, do this and whatever yeah. right, to recoup our losses or whatever, right? They've already recouped all that. You know, it's 2023. They've already recouped all that. And now they're claiming, like, oh, inflation. It's more to do this. It's more to do that. And to me, it's just like you can cut other things. Like, there's no reason you need – I mentioned, you know, the Mattel theme park or whatever, right? You don't need to yeah. spend billions creating a theme park to recoup your losses. But instead, no, let's cut benefits to workers and creatives, which sustain your industry. Mm-hmm. If you're not taking care of the people that fucking are creating the stuff that you're making billions off of, then this whole – this whole fucking industry is going to go down the shitter. Yeah. And I know that there's people that are going to be listening to this and going like, why should we care about these people that are rich? The the Brad Pitt. And and I'm sure like the Brad Pitts and the Matt Damons and the cast of Opp- Oppenheimer, they're going to be fine. Like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. has Tony Stark money now, yeah, right? Yeah. He's generational wealth now. But it's all these other actors that are the, you know, the smaller cast members, guys on TV shows, all the... What was that cop show you named earlier? That's such a great example. CSI. CSI. Just because, like, there's, like, those, like, three or four main characters, and then there's all those characters that only have, like, four four mm-hmm. speaking lines the whole TV show, and that's it. Those are the those are the people that are getting really fucked. And, like, and those are the people you should really care about because they're the ones that are going to struggle through this really badly. One of the other things... And I thought it was going to be a bigger talking point, but it's still a very important talking point is a lot of those actors and they still want to do this, not just exclusively to those actors, but they were mostly talking about background characters having their face scanned in Mm -hmm. and working one day of of work. And then for the rest of the days, they don't need them anymore because they've already have their likeness scanned in and they could just see it. CSI CGI them into like the background or other characters and use their likeness in future movies and whatever different episodes cost of yeah cuts down the cuts down the cost but like one it's like a couple of things could happen one what if that person starts off as like a young 20 something year old actor and all of a sudden they're the next Harrison Ford or whatever well now you own their likeness for like the rest of their life kind of thing that's that's a pretty scary thought Mm -hmm. and you could keep doing Indiana Jones movie. Let's like they just did an Indiana Jones movie. Like you could technically, you've scanned his face now. You recreated his face as a young Harrison Ford. 
you can technically make Harrison Ford Indiana Jones movies for the rest of after he's long gone. Yeah. Like, you have his voice recording. All you have to do is do an actor. Meanwhile, he's that actor is living in a fucking uh, trailer in early Mark California or whatever, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, but he's like. His likeness is generating billions, if not trillions, of dollars around the world. Like, to me, like, that's fucking evil. And even if that actor isn't, you know, this, you know, fucking next Harrison Ford motherfucker or whatever, right? Let's say he's just, you know, a background actor. The guy that plays, again, I'm going to use another uh, office reference. The guy that plays Creed. I have never seen him in anything else, you know, whatsoever other Uh than him playing Creed on The Office. He is the epitome of a background actor. Mm. But it's just like, I don't want to see that guy get $100 and then NBC Universal owns the likeness of his image for perpetuity or whatever the big word is, which basically means forever mm. or whatever, right? I want to make sure that fool gets his residuals or whatever because he he's made me laugh. Like, he deserves to be taken care of, you know? And I think, again, like I said at the beginning of this episode, we value entertainment it's the same thing with like UPS. Those those are the people like when it's 113 degrees and you order something off of Amazon Prime, they're running out there in their short shorts and no AC yeah. in their car, you know, bringing you your out package. There. Here you go. Yeah. Here's your exclusive uh, Tupac plus Outlaws B-side. <laughs> <laughs> that you ordered last right. night on a whim. Here you go. We made it here. Glad you can by the you way, are, by the way, do you mind if I take a drink out of your garden hose? <laughs> you mind if I just drink, would, take a scoop out of your dog's bowl? <laughs> My employer won't allow it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Even yeah. Amazon too, like Amazon workers, like they're not allowed to like take bathroom breaks or whatever. Dude, right? I think Amazon is like a horrible company. Like all those like giant tech billionaires. Not to go on a quick segue here, but. Um, you know how they were talking about like Elon Musk having a fight with um, oh, Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah, yeah. And there were a lot of people that were like, "Oh, Elon Musk is cool." It's like, dude, I, I, I hate Elon Musk. Like, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think he's like the one of the worst human beings ever. Like, even up to this last point where like uh, LeBron James's son had like a heart attack and like almost fucking died, and he was like spreading all this like that could have been the COVID vaccine. And it's like, dude, I, I just think. You know, you have monsters like that that, like, dude, I, I hope if that happens, dude, I hope, like, Mark Zuckerberg, like, <laughs> chokes him out, like, accidentally kills him on, on live TV, dude. Like, he does, like, a fucking Jorge Masvidal to him and shit. Yeah, like, just, like, super Superman punches him into, like, like another dimension. He has, like, he has, like, br- like a brain. <laughs> <laughs> brain damage after that. And, you're really and, we, and, and then he, like, fucking, like, you know, he just. Who's that one? Um, Hamlin, Hamilton, the guy, that football player that like oh, almost died. Hamlin, yeah, yeah, something like that. And then, then we could talk about like you know, was it maybe it's the vaccine or something? I don't know. I just I hate I hate that corporate influence by by mm. billionaires like that. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I I honestly can't even believe how like evil a lot of these corporations are where they want to take you know the likeness. That likeness thing is kind of weird because. I think Star Wars was one of the first companies, or you know, Disney Star Wars was one of the first ones that put that together when they did Rogue One, and and um, they used a couple of likenesses. They the Princess Leia one, all of a sudden she's back mm-hmm. as like a young Princess Leia, and like um, I'm trying to think, not General. Um, oh yeah, 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 the older gentleman. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, they were just u- they were just using those those likenesses, and then I I, d- I don't think they were like with the permission of the family or anything. Yeah, no. All of a sudden, it's just like just there, mm-hmm. like 
it was pretty weird and like 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 does that mean like already like up to this point like if you've done movies do those corporate corporations already own your likeness forever like Mm -hmm. it's pretty weird stuff like i i definitely you know would like them not to do that like yeah a a part of me is like as a fan it's kind of cool and at but at the same time as a fan i'm like that's kind of fucked up like you know like as a human i guess imagine if someone did that to like your dad yeah let's say someone did that to my mom i'd be fucking furious you know what i'm saying like and you guys are making billions off of her because let's face it people are going out to watch that spending their money to go see that that money's not going to help you know the your dad's you know estate or my mom's estate or whatever like no that's going to help fucking bob Iger get to a billion dollars or whatever right yeah another thing too bob Iger said like he with all of this said and when he got reinstated i guess as ceo as disney a lot of people were celebrating but it's weird. It's like it's like um, wearing the merch for a political candidate. Like they don't give a fuck about you. He said that this is Bob Iger talking. He said what the writers and the actors are doing is a waste of time, and what they're asking for is unreasonable. And like, mm. what's his name? Ron Perlman had a great quote where he just said, "Fuck you," <laughs> like, mm. you know. It's just like that's that like he. And then he went on to elaborate. He goes, "Yeah, fuck you," because like we're talking about human decency here. There's writers who are literally putting on culturally significant pieces of art and can't even get health insurance. That's the problem with America. We're supposed to be the greatest country in the world, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But the people that are fucking providing us with all this culturally significant material can't go see a fucking doctor. Like to me, that's that's criminal. Yeah, that is criminal. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, there's a couple of things like. This is the issue with America all the way around. Exactly, like, it, and it's 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 a good analogy for America all the way around. It, yeah, it's it's one like I'm a big anybody any politician that is against universal health care is like is not your friend in my opinion. Like they do not have your best interest, and that's like ninety nine point nine of politicians. <laughs> and then like I mean I, that just means that they're like embedded with corporate greed. Like corporations have do not have your best interest pharmaceutical corporations don't have your best interest and that that's that's a whole different argument but that's that's a big thing that that oh, happens yeah. in the United States. So that's one. Like we should, you know, the fact that the United States does not offer universal health care is a fucking crime. But, but Sweden does. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it we are we're, we're one of the, the richest only, nation, right? Yeah, and we can't do that. Like but we've been brain like there's people that are against universal health care because they've just been so brainwashed. And I'm not talking about the politicians. I'm talking about the people that vote for those politicians, especially like conservative, you know, the conservative voters that are just like, I don't want that because I heard in Canada you have to wait like five months to see a doctor, which, which is, is not, not true. true. That is yeah. not true. I have Canadian relatives who work in the <laughs> medical field, mind you, and that is absolutely not true. Yeah, like um, – not to put too much maybe like on, Toronto though but it, yeah no not no. to put too much on blast but like my brother-in-law's family they own a a business where like they're all about like guns and selling like armory and that sort of thing so um so because of that you know they don't have a healthcare provider so what they do is they just go into Mexico and like whatever like it's dental work just go to Mexico and get it taken care of and a lot of people do that yeah like that's not an uncommon thing especially people in California like they just go to Mexico just get it done for like half the cost medication like mm-hmm. insulin in Canada is like fucking five cents yeah. it's like it's the reason why my grandma never gave up her citizenship because she said that like whenever I have anything wrong I just fly back home and get it done and then come back. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like the 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 things that we put up with in the United States is fucking crazy. It always trips me out when like I see a commercial, like you're we watching something on Hulu or whatever, and a medical commercial, like ask your doctor about blah blah blah. Ask your doctor about. In most countries in the world, those commercials are illegal. The fact that that's one hundred percent legal, in fact, it's normal in the United States to see stuff like that, is crazy. Like. Yeah. Like we are okay with so many things that are illegal in most other parts of the world, and we just accept it as like common law here, like, mm-hmm. whatever. It's normal here, and I mean, in its basic human rights, you know, the Bill of Rights um, enables you life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and whatnot, right? Yeah. And like to me, like th- to me, what's this going on? It's borderline a violation of the Constitution. Another thing, and this this CEO said this anonymously, I believe, to like the Hollywood Reporter. They, you mentioned it earlier, how they want to drag this out as long as possible. Mind you, they're not talking at all. You know, the SAG, which is, you know, the Actors Guild, mm-hmm. SAG-AFTRA, and um, WGA, which is the Writers Guild of America, they're wanting to talk. They're want, they're bringing proposals to uh, the representation for um, the AMPTP, which is the Alliance for Motion Picture and Television Producers, which negotiates on behalf of, like, Paramount, Disney, and all these motherfuckers, right? They want to talk, but they're not talking to them at all, the union, which I also think might be illegal because this all started in March, and the quote was, is we don't want to drag this out as long as possible, October if we have to. We want them to start losing their houses, losing their homes, being unable to feed their families so that way they bend to our will. And I yeah. think th- that is fucking evil dude it, it is evil dude that i mean but that's the way things are designed dude like that's why like like the rail workers union like doesn't get what they want and it'll just fade into obscurity mm-hmm. like what teachers union like that they, they they don't have what they can't get what they need you know like I, I think it's fucking criminal as well that a teacher has to buy her students supplies and that would be one thing like if like they earn like $200,000 a year. Like, okay, I, I guess that still sucks. But no, teachers, some teachers only make like $20,000 a year and you're having to buy kids that you didn't birth like their own fucking school supplies. That's fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, that's corporate greed for you though. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we we live in that system, dude. Like really like the only like profitable things are like police unions, <laughs> like, Prison, prison is like a big like mm-hmm. money maker. There's no like not no fun because 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 you're like the people that are getting shit on are all the prisoners. So like yeah, like and then you're not gonna hear from them. So it's like no. it's everybody just fucking shits on them too. But because yeah, you could take away their rights. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I mean it's a, also a good analogy too for like the wealth gap like in this country where it's just like you have. CEOs who are making half a billion dollars. And mind you, I'm not against, I'm not one of these like liberals that say eat the rich or whatever. I think uh-huh. if you're running a fucking huge company like Disney, which God bless them, I mean, we're, you know, we're both Disney fans or whatever, right? Like, yeah. I'm not saying Disney is the devil or whatever. I'm not Ron DeSantis over here, right? <laughs> but yeah. like, and I do think, you know, those people should be taken care of. If you're making good business moves, you should be t- being taken care of. But then also, too, as a good corporate citizen, you should be taking care of the people who are providing you with, you know, the fucking content that you are reselling. I I think that also too, like that needs, like I do think like the government needs to get involved and make that, make that some kind of law because that, 
that's fucking that's slavery basically in a no, way. No, absolutely. It, it absolutely is slavery. Sorry, that's all I had. I just oh, okay. I was disagreeing yeah. with you. Sorry. Yeah. But another thing like <laughs> with the AI too to jump in with like the yeah. writers uh situation. And I think this is why like it's I thought it was genius that they're starting to negotiate on behalf of the AI. AI, I guess like what is it called? Chat GBT or whatever. Yeah. Like I guess it can write like a script, but yeah. it's like really disconjointed. Yeah, they're really bad scripts, dude. Yeah, but like, like and then even like AI like uh podcast like actors and have podcasts. you heard have you heard like there's like the joe rogan like ai podcast yeah it's really shitty like i some people were like really impressed i know ross told me about when um the i forgot what podcast he was listening to and they had like tom brady do stand up mm-hmm. and it was all shitty dude like it was not good stuff like the timing's all off <clears throat> sorry these things make me burp dude leave that burp in the in the audio though, no dude. doubt um but um yeah, I mean, like, they're really shitty. Like, the storylines are shitty. Like, they're the – I just – I you know, you can tell the difference between, like, a human and a writer and – or a human and, like, a and an AI chat mm. box trying to, you know, recreate talk pa- talking patterns mm-hmm. and, like, talking points and things like that. And it's just it's – not, it's not the same, dude. Yeah, no, it's that uncanny valley, too, yeah. or whatever, right? But that's the state of it right now. Yeah. If you were to talk about this like a year or two ago, yeah, like we weren't even this far where we're at right now. So like I think it's genius that the um, the unions are have the foresight to look at this because AI is getting better and better, and it's using already established pieces of work that are already out there, and then refining itself more and more. The more times it's being ran the more it's getting better and better at it, right? And so the unions, their biggest fear is, is like, okay, if we just stop here and just get everything we want, we don't address AI, who's to say that these corporations will be like, yeah, we'll pay you that if we decide to hire you, or we'll do a subscription, like a $20 subscription to this AI service and just have AI write a script, you know, once it's up, to par with what we want, right? And you just said it yourself. Like, you know, there's there's like the last season of Game of Thrones was poorly written. Other other series, like, you know, their Secret Invasion, poorly written. Who's to say the AI won't get up to that standard or whatever? And you won't even notice the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Even with the actors, like you said, like with the one-day scans or whatever, right? Like it comes into that territory where it's just like, okay, we'll give you all of that that you want. If we hire you, there's nothing that says that we have to hire you. We can use another tool, AI, just to fucking replace you so you're not even worried about anymore. We don't have to worry about doing this every three years. And I think that's that's criminal as well. And it gets into the territory, too, where I didn't even think of this. And I was listening to um, a, a news broadcast about this where they were talking about it borderlines on illegal activity as well because your AI has to use millions of copyrighted material to reproduce what it wants, you know, to, you know, to be. So if it's writing a script about, you know, something similar to the Lord of the Rings, it has to ingest a bunch of stuff like Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and stuff like that, which is copywritten material. Yeah. So, I mean, this is why I think like government needs to step in and be like, Hey, there needs to be fucking, you know, parameters to what AI can do because it's violating not only, not only human rights, but copyrights too as well. Yeah. 
And, and the government has started to step in a little bit. I know Gavin Newsom uh, recently talked about how you know he he plans on stepping in if this goes any further, which is good. You know, I don't know if that's just him trying to still trying to put his foot in the door for a presidential <laughs> nod, but possibly. Yeah. Uh, but it is good that he is on the on the side of the writers and. Um, and I, I do think that it's this is probably going to be big enough to the point where they're going to have to step in because I'm 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 really surprised that you know Bob Iger and Netflix and all these guys are not budging, and mm-hmm. that is surprising to me. I am surprised that they are not budging at all and that they're not willing to. And you got to think they need to start budging too because once this starts affecting people when their favorite shows don't start coming out on time or. at all kind of thing like people are going to get pissed like i said america if there's one thing that we value it's fast food (laughs) yeah and their fucking entertainment so yeah no absolutely and but i think right now they're fine because the movies are coming out they're coming out they're already made people are going to go see those movies they're not asking people to like boycott the movies no it's just whatever's coming out after that so i think up until like this upcoming month, I mean, they still got the like Ninja Turtles movies. You have all these movies that are coming out. They're gonna come out, and I don't think they're worried about at least for the next month or so. But then, you know, a lot of the production and like the media, like what is it called when they go promote the movie or whatever? Oh like yeah, those, yeah. Whatever they go promote movies, those aren't gonna happen. Like the actors, all the voice actors that are on the Ninja Turtles movie, they're they're supposed to be doing that right now, and it it ain't it ain't happening. There's mm-hmm. no red carpet thing. Even like um, there, I was listening to a few like podcasts, un- totally unrelated to this topic or whatever, right? And you got to think like they booked their guests like you know weeks if not months in advance. Yeah. As soon as like the actors went on strike, um, you know, a few weeks ago, that they you know that's what they were gonna do. They were making their podcast rounds, you know, talk about you know their new movie coming out. And then, like, every time the subject of the new movie would come out, he goes, "I'm sorry, I can't talk about that because I'm not allowed to promote anything because." If they do, you know, that's more money that goes into the CEO's pocketbook, you know, and they yeah, want to, they want to promotion. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to, they want to hit them where it hurts. So that way when the shareholders get, you know, their quarterly reviews or whatever, they're going to be like, Hey, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Why didn't our stock go up? Well, it's because, you know, this strike where you're not <laughs> allowing people to have fucking, you know, basic needs yeah. like fucking health insurance. Yeah. That's wild, dude. Even like. I know it happened during the pandemic, but like Scarlett Johansson had that really big one where like she Ooh. wanted uh, Black Widow to come out in theaters, so they wanted to just postpone the movie until the movie came out, and then eventually Disney was like, "We're just gonna stream it too," and like it came out. I think both in streaming and in theaters at the same time, mm-hmm. which reduced Scarlett Johansson's pay by like fifty million dollars or something like that. So she ended up suing Disney and having this whole thing like. They anytime that they get a chance to try to screw over the actors or writers, they're gonna take it. Like, yeah, and that's Scarlett Johansson. She's like one of the hottest women that ever lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And imagine if she was ugly, she wouldn't be able to do that. It'd no, be yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also a great actress as well. I just, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, but I mean, that was that, a shot that, at Eric, that, who that, thought she wasn't attractive. Oh yeah, I remember we did have that argument. I said, "You're telling me if she came up to you at a bar, you would just be like, no, thank you." Mm. No thing. Uh, I don't know how tall she is. It depends on it how tall It doesn't matter, she man. She can be as tall as Megan Anderson or um, Rocky. I, I'm that not, not, Rocky not, into, not into tall girls, dude. Not, not, that's just the personal thing for me. Just, you know, I, maybe it's confidence. Maybe it's my confidence. Yeah, if, I will climb if that giraffe. I don't care, If she's man. taller than me, I, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. 
I can't be looking upwards, dude. Uh, maybe it's a fetish. I just want her to hold me like a baby. Then Damn, she that's, thought of me. That's that's wild, dude. <laughs> yeah, mommy yeah, issues. You're, okay, you're a you're a better man than I am because <laughs> I I just I wouldn't be able to do it. But um, Rocky Emerson, get at me. That's the only thing. That's the, I'm gonna Google that while we continue doing this. Topic. What Rocky Emerson? No, no, I'm gonna Google how tall <laughs> um, how tall uh, how tall is Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett, there it is. Probably like five three. Come on. <laughs> Anything one, under five nine? One point six three meters. What, the what fuck? is that? That meters. This, this is, is Arden Jacob do America, oh not the metric God. system. Here we go. Five three. Oh, dude, Called she's it. in, dude. Yes. Yeah, there's no, Woo. there's Woo. no way, dude. I'm turning that down. Now That's... I want you to Google how tall is Rocky Emerson. <laughs> how tall is Rocky <laughs> Emerson? Oh shit. Five three. I don't know who that is though. She's six three. Oh yeah, sorry, six three. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who that. You is. should know who she is. Let me. Look that might up. change your perspective a little bit on tall women. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying she's not hot, but I wouldn't. Wow. I. I if she was to walk up to you in a bar, that that is that I, that would be a no for me, dog. Wow. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a no for me. Yeah. I would say, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's gonna be a no for me. Wow. Okay. Anyways, the writers should <laughs> after straight. The, the porn star. <laughs> yeah. She's a porn guild, star. Guild Guild of America. That's probably so why far. I don't know her too. Six three, not for me. <laughs> she doesn't show up on yeah. her. Hub not my algorithm. algorithm dude. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, what are we talking about? Um, writers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> writing uh anyways yeah um i just think this is important to talk about not only because it's currently happening uh, but i do think it has implications in other industries as well you know uh someone said something about like we're currently going through a labor revolution you know in this country uh-huh. and again i think we, we if we value anything more than entertainment it's probably fast food in america and i think like if you know, if the writers and the actors can't get a fair shot, I don't think anybody can. So, um, to be continued, I guess, maybe on a Patreon. Uh, but are, how do you see uh, all this shaking out? You know what? I mean, I think that they'll. I hate to say this phrase of meeting halfways because I think that that term is always viewed as a positive, and I don't view that as a positive. Um, but because I think that that's a lot of compromising on the actor side and they they shouldn't be because they're completely 100% in the right. Um, but I think that they'll meet halfway and that'll be the way that, you know, the, uh, the, all the streaming services, they'll kind of save face by using that phrase. And I, I again, encourage people not to take as meeting halfway as a positive or a win. Um, cause I don't think that that is going to be a positive or a win. But I think that that's what ultimately will happen. I think that they'll compromise on, and uh, you know, the actors, you know, and the writers will have to do it due to financial issues, and they'll view it as some kind of a win. And maybe the actors are okay with that. Maybe the the writers are okay with that because like it's more about the financial things, and they'll revisit this in three years and try to get more out of it. Um. But I, I I don't think that they should try to do this because this is going to be this is this is a big one. They have a lot of attention right now, and they should try to do everything that they can to not, you know, 
compromise and meet halfway and all this bullshit, all those talking mm. points that are just awful when it comes to human rights. There's we shouldn't have to meet halfway on human rights. That is an awful thing to to do, and it's a dangerous thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it just leads down a bad path. I do think that with the advent of like social media and the way like things travel and. You know, just for just to give you an example, Wednesday we were at the theme park Universal Studios, which is also a working studio. Yeah. And that very day, they cut back the trees, which you don't cut trees in the middle of summer. Yeah, I, d- I did hear with. about that. Um, you do that like in March, where it can grow back or whatever, right? You know, and you only prune it just enough or whatever, right? But they cut the fuck out of those trees in the middle of like a hundred degree heat wave, right where they were protesting in front of their studios. And people saw that and people, you know, your average, you know, I don't drink Bud Light because of Kid Rock. People see that, you know, just going into the park. People see that on your, you know, Entertainment Tonight TV station. They see that and are equally disgusted, no matter what side of the aisle you vote on or whatever, right? And I do think the the fortunate thing is, is there's still independent media, right? There's still independent studios that are not under the... AMPTP or whatever, right? Where you can still, you know, make movies and stuff like that. Because one podcast was talking about how, like, when the last writer strike happened, you saw a lot of reality TV pop up because you don't need <laughs> writers for that. You know, yeah. you just stick a fucking camera in front of fucking, you know, Flavor Flav's fucking face or whatever, and he's banging Bridget Nielsen or whatever, right? Yeah. But with this, like, with the actors and, you know, the writers both on strike, you know, that's, you have more leeway right there to swing as well as all the evil shit that's coming out that they're saying and whatnot and people have more choices now you know you can go choose to you know support more independent you know uh, media like for example I mean this podcast is independent I mean yeah that's why it's not as <laughs> as well put together or whatever it's not a, as much of a polished project or yeah. whatever but you're seeing that even like with the music industry yeah like most more rappers than not are getting popular off of SoundCloud than they are if they were, you know, signed to fucking Sony Entertainment and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you you hear stories about artists who were signed to Sony and they were making more records selling out of the trunk of their car than they were, you know, with a record deal kind of thing. And I think if they don't get all the things that they want, if AI goes in that direct, if they choose to go with it, the studios choose to go with AI, there's still going to be people that want to see real shit. You know, no matter how good AI gets or whatever, right? Nothing can replace like the human experience, original stories, original storytelling, emotional acting and whatnot, right? People are going to want to support that. And what will end up happening is is these corporations will end up shooting their foot because they're going to lose profits. And you're going to see the rise, just like SoundCloud rappers and SoundCloud musicians and shit. You're going to see the rise of like independent studios. I mean, for fuck's sakes, most podcasts are ran by independent entities such as ourselves who are going to educate themselves off of YouTube and get good at doing these things. So I think eventually you might not even, just like the music industry, you might not even need these big Hollywood, uh, you know, companies anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't see how that's possible, dude. That's <laughs> tough. That's a tough one. Cause it's like the music industry, you, you can DIY that shit. Like you don't, you, you, we can do this podcast and like, there's not a lot, a lot of tools to to get it done, and same thing with like recording an album. You don't need fucking Metallica's budget to create a great album anymore. You kind of still do need a pretty big budget to make a movie. Like that's the tough part about making a movie that it is an expensive thing to do. 
it is still like even the cheap movies like we're we're talking about a cheap movie you're probably still looking about like 10 million dollars that's a pretty cheap movie yeah and it's like that is not 10 million dollars is nothing like i don't have 10 million dollars in my bank account. i may never have 10 million dollars in my <laughs> bank account like that's a cheap ass movie that's production. But for example though i mean you only need a couple of fucking um blair witch projects which i'm assuming you know didn't cost 10 million dollars to put together i it, let's look it up because okay, that's, yeah. that's 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 might that even might surprise you how much did it sixty thousand sixty thousand that's that's pretty cheap that's a that's a fancy car yeah um but even then okay but even then you have to talk about like the promotion of of the movie all that stuff that other stuff it it'll add up that's yeah that's still a lot of a lot of money there well, and the Blair Witch was way ahead of its time like yeah. way ahead of its time yeah but I mean. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking, just being yeah. hopeful or whatever. But I do think, like, eventually, though, if they keep the, – the corporations, if they do keep going these taxes, I think eventually people – I mean, people are already – they're not going to the movies as much as they were back in the day, unless it's, like, this huge blockbuster or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not seeing comedies and dramas the way they were back in the day kind of thing. So they are already – they are already seeing a pinch in their pocketbook. If they keep doing things like, you know, cutting the trees and, you know, doing all these things, people don't like that shit. You know, eventually that well will dry up and, you know, they're going to have to make some concessions. So, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out, but that's all I got to say. Yeah, it is going to be interesting to see where things are. Not not whenever this – I think this will get resolved this year. That's, I'm not concerned about that. No, no, no. But I do – I am interested to see where this is going to be at in the next, like, you know, five to ten years. Mm-hmm. So that will be the interesting part. Yeah. So you got anything else, Art? No, that's it. That's all I got. All right. So if you got anything else, if you're a struggling actor, you want to come on this podcast or whatever, you ain't got no health insurance or whatnot, or you're a writer, you want to help us write some good content <laughs> over here, uh, hit us up on all the social media, at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Because goddamn, son, that's just how a steak is done, even if you can't afford it or whatever. You're a writer for the bear (laughs) a show about making food or whatever and you can't even afford to put steak sauce on your food or whatever hit us up there on all social media platforms if you want to help support this podcast guys i highly recommend heading on over to patreon.com where we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure um nine times out of ten those episodes that you're over on the patreon are better than the actual episode that you're hearing for free so check us out over there donate one dollar two dollars three dollars because we are independent as fuck Help us get to $60,000 a month so we can make the next Blair Witch Project, if you will. But you will get bonus content uh, every single week. So if you love us here, you like us here, you'll love us over there. If you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend hanging on over to the website, rnjacobdoamerica.com. Follow the merch links where we currently have four designs up for your purchasing pleasure. And it's not so much to help us monetarily as it is more or less uh, to help promote this podcast. So if you're out... You know, in front of the studios, the Warner Brothers Studios, the, you know, Universal Lot, maybe in Burbank, you know, in front of the Disney Studios or whatnot. And you're wearing an Art Jacob Do America t-shirt. I don't recommend that. You probably want to wear like a, <laughs> a WGA or a SAG after us shirt uh, to show your solidarity with them. But hey, fuck it. If you want to, if you want to stand out, if you want to, if your goal is to help promote this podcast, <laughs> wear an Art Jacob Do America t-shirt. People will see it. Fran Dresser might see it. She'll see our podcast, listen to it, fall in love with it, support us. 
help this podcast grow. Um, but if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, go to podbelly.com. Check out other great podcasts that are also a part of the Podbelly Network, such as the world-famous Sofa King podcast and Robots for Eyes. So with that said, Art, I'm done. I'm tired. It's on to the next topic, baby. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, so goodbye and good night.